commit to being better. And if you do that, you'll find yourself on a journey with people who you really love, trust and respect, admire. And before you know it, you're going to have people who you just looked up to looking up to you and other people who are looking toward your example for their life. And what a what an awesome position of privilege to be in. Hello and welcome. This is Brian Delaney with Unlock Potential, where we get together with top experts in their field who have simple, profound advice to help you and I live better lives, to be able to be more fit to serve the people around us and answer that question, the question that nags within all of us, how good can I be and how great can I make it for people around me? So reading has been an indispensable part of my success. I, I am able to do what I do today because I've borrowed not only my belief, but the knowledge that I have and of what to do and how to do it and how things are going to work out uh, from others, not only from mentors and coaches, but I asked them their, for their source material. And they all pointed back to a lot of the same books. I heard the same books mentioned time and time and time again. I was like, I've got to read this. I've got to read this. And so for me, um, just because I don't know it doesn't mean it's unknowable. Okay. And that's where a lot of people get messed up. It's like, don't read about what you think you should read about. Read about what you desire to read about. Right. If you want to improve, especially when it comes to personal and professional improvement, most people's uh, lack of success in an arena is, it can be pointed to the fact that they haven't read and they haven't become a better professional in, in that area. They have, they have, you know, 8% desire, but they have 92% work habits. They have 8% desire when it comes to making a six-figure income, but then they have uh, 92% knowledge, right? And and so it's a it's a myth that you don't have the op same opportunity to learn as everybody else, right? It, th there are still libraries, there are still opportunities, and books have become so ridiculously cheap anymore that it's crazy. You can get a, a Kindle subscription, you can get all that. But some people say, "Well, I'm a better listener." It's like, well, you're not a better retainer when you're a listener. Right. So, so uh, for me, I think there's something really invaluable about reading a book and knowing when to pick it up and when to put it down. For me, as an example, I was just uh, listening uh, to the 48 Laws of Power and I put it down almost immediately. It's not a book for me. It's not, f uh, I can tell the person's perspective when it comes to, um, I can tell the author's perspective. And while I honor, the perspective that he's coming from, um, the ethic that sits behind that perspective is not going to, is not going to be supportive of what I'm trying to get in my life. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that book because I pulled a lot of things from that book, just from quotes and notes and that kind of thing. But for me, that's not where I'm going to invest my time, but I will invest my time in a book like Principles by Ray Dalio. This is a thick book that I took 11 to 12 months to read, and it became a study guide, a script for the new life and new business that I wanted to build here, right? Um, another great book is Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. What an incredible book. 
What an incredible book. This man, as a, as a psychotherapist, not only has he developed his own method for helping people to have better frameworks for thinking, but he did that in spite of being in Nazi internment during the Holocaust. I don't want to have to experience that, but I do certainly want to learn from somebody who experienced the depths of the human depravity and saw that he could become like that too and that it was a choice not to and how to get freedom on the other side of that by retaining your ability to choose rather than having uh, your reactions being blamed on somebody else and giving away your power. Come on. Like, he says in that book, he said, so many people waste their time asking life, what is the purpose of life? rather than understanding they're the ones who are being asked by life, not the askers, but life is asking all of us every single day, what's the purpose of you? How to win friends and influence people. There, there, there are nuggets after nuggets after nuggets of that in that book. And I have my son read these books because I want him to be equipped and empowered in order to know how to communicate with people most effectively so he can get his values across. Some people are like, well, I don't want to read books because I'm not, I'm, I, I just want to be me. Well, how about instead of looking at a book as putting on layers in order for you to become acceptable, how about it's taking off layers in order to get down to your pure dynamic intuitive expression in the moment and allow people to see the real you and give you the words and the ways to communicate about it? How freaking cool is that? What, why not read communicators to learn how to communicate, right? Um, there's, there, there's so many phenomenal books out there, whether it's, you want to grow yourself spiritually. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier, the four agreements. I love that. I love that book. It comes in a three pack set. Um, and I've read all of those books, mastery of love, the four agreements. And there's a third one that I'm missing, but it's really good. Echoes of the soul. Uh, it, it, some people might think this is corny on the, spiritual side, but I love spiritual allegories like the shack. I love, uh, I, I love books like that, that are entertainment and they feed my imagination. Elon Musk, whatever you feel about him, the guy, uh, the, the guy personally, uh, I, I love what the fact that he's thinking about going to Mars. He knew he wanted to go to Mars and he's building a ship to do that or trying his damnedest. He's moved us toward, uh, electric cars, all of these things. He said, that the well-trained, the well-developed imagination is the pathway from the present we have to the future we desire. And so it's not only reading nonfiction, it's reading those fiction books to develop our mindset. A mentor of mine, uh, Edward Pritchett, who I've watched go on this incredible journey of just being toward the, you know, the lower side of the middle class to above where most people can imagine. And I, I'm excited to interview him on here because he's going to have so much to share. Uh, but he talks about, he talks about the impact for him of being able to associate with the right people through the books that he reads. You want to hang out with a Victor Frankel? You want to hang out with a John Maxwell? You want to hang out with a Dale Carnegie? You want to hang out with these people who just have, uh, who have a, insight and perspective on things because of the amount of years that they've lived that you can get without living those years or having to have those experiences, borrow it from a book. 
And then the next action that you take after you read those 10 pages and you journal for five minutes or make your notes in the book, make sure that's different than the one you would have taken before if it's been problematic. Because that's where it really gets good. It's not only the reading, but it becomes the studying and the understanding and the integration. That's where things can really change. And you find a more precise way of being able to express yourself. You find a more precise way of being able to relate to other people because of those books. And Napoleon Hill, amazing. Uh, the, the War of Art by Stephen uh, Pressfield, amazing. Incredible book. Um, uh, a coach, another book. All you can do is all you can do, but all you can do is enough. Another incredible book. Um, I, I remember reading the whole uh, Anne Rand series. Incredible books for the, uh, just cultivating imagination, uh, being able to dig in. Um, uh, currently, I'm in another book that is, a, it's 400 pages of short poems. I just read a, another book. It was, a, it was a, a nonfiction book. It was called Short Nights of the Shadow Catcher. I got to journey with a guy who was the last guy to ever take a picture of Chief Seattle. I got to go on that journey. I got to see the ups and the downs of it through this book and cultivate my imagination of what it was like to be the first white person ever to have the ceremonial dances on record and have pictures of that. When, when the old West was meeting the new West, he was right there and had all the trouble of every entrepreneur that every entrepreneur has. He was neglecting his family for his business. He was, you know, relationships ruined, but he did this amazing epic thing and built this collection that was incredible. He decided to have one or the other when I truly believe he could have had both if the guy in the book had read some more books, right? <laughs> and integrated that into his life. So, so why read books? I don't know. I'd have to have the, I'd have to have somebody else answer the question. Why not read books? Do you hate fun? <laughs> like, do you hate knowing better stuff? Do you hate like being able to be precise? Do you, like what most people do is they try and they try and they try, but never quite do. They never quite do. And I am absolutely convinced that in your life, just like mine, that your life and my life, it doesn't need more from us. It needs more of us. And how about let, let's use these books, this wisdom that we can borrow, this imagination that we can cultivate to start to shed the skin of the past and point our eyes in the direction where we're powerful, which is where our feet are planted and where they're walking currently and show up in a bigger way in our life because our lives don't need more from us. They need more of us. Your life needs more of you, not from you. It doesn't need a performance it needs you to just show up and do so with some enthusiasm like you were born and proud of it, right? And for me, I need, sometimes the thoughts in here don't work and I need words from other people to become thoughts in my head. And so I'm, I'm careful of what books I read. I take recommendations from people who I respect, but I work on the discipline of getting to the end of the book. Because a lot of people don't get to the end of the book and they, they realize they also never accomplish their goals and they realize that they've always just done enough, just enough, work just hard enough to guarantee pain with no prize. To guarantee the price with no benefit to themselves or other people at the end. So if you're not reading, my question is, 
are you that committed to a life that has you complaining on YouTube? Are you that committed to a life where you compare yourself to everyone else and wish you had the things that they rented rather than owned and, and stop doing that. We can just, we can just look at ourselves and say, I can, I may not be as good as them, but I'm also not this bad. I'm also not this bad. And I know I can get better and so can other people. And before you know it, you'll start to believe in yourself and start to believe in other people and start to listen to other people and take their wisdom as, as your guidance and it's going to become your experience and you get to become a multiplier of these messages that actually give life rather than critique all the time that actually give people hope rather than, uh, beat down on their dreams that, and you can become a hopeful, enthusiastic person if you're willing to actually allow that to happen one page at a time, one little note in the margin at a time, one extra thought that you may not have had that springs onto other thoughts. Uh, and, and then you'll, before you know it, you'll share those with other people. You'll get to share that wisdom with other people. So like I said it in another video and a bunch of people got upset that if you, if you don't read, it's the same as being illiterate. And there is, <laughs> there is quite a, quite a bit of noise around that. I'm just going to say it again. <laughs> I'm going to double down on that. If you don't read, it's no different than not being able to read because the experience for yourself and other people moving forward is going to be the same. So don't commit to being illiterate, commit to being better. And if you do that, you'll find yourself on a journey with people who you really love, trust and respect, admire. And before you know it, you're going to have people who you just looked up to, looking up to you and other people who are looking toward your example for their life. And what a what an awesome position of privilege to be in. Sometimes I'll be asked a question is like, why do you go back and read these books from, you know, <laughs> from the early 1900s, early 1800s? Why, why, why continue to go back? Why, why, why would you read, why would you read in the Bible for wisdom? Why would you uh, go back to early writings from early people? Um, how, how does that, like, how does that apply to you? And I think ancient wisdom is such an underutilized tool in our world. Like, depending on how far you go back, of course, you know, look back to the 1900s, all of that writing that was in Think and Grow Rich was based on ancient wisdom and ancient writings, not only from the Bible, but, the, uh, but Marcus Aurelius, uh, by great thinkers who were in great times, who, if we truly get what they're saying, just in Marcus Aurelius's essays, the precision with which he thought and the application that he brought to the table, it, if that was written yesterday, I would believe it. I would believe it. And they were just essays to himself. He never expected anyone else to read it. These were his own thoughts that he wrote to himself. And we get access uh, in those, it, to those readings through uh, not only the source material, but also books like uh, Ego is Enemy, right? Uh, uh, great book by Ryan Holiday. Uh, awesome stuff. Everything we dig into, it is based on an ancient wisdom. I, for one, I don't know how to build a pyramid. I don't. I think I'm a very well-educated person, but somebody did. 
at some point. They knew stuff I didn't know. I, I don't know how it happened, and I don't need to answer that question in order to learn from people who thought different than I did, who had thought about things for their whole life, who had done one thing for their whole life. Do you know that in, in a lifetime, there are people who only do one thing, they build, or they don't even get it all the way finished. I was in uh, Barcelona, Spain a few years ago, and there's uh, a church there called uh, the Church of the Sacred Family, right? Um, and that has been in progress for something like 600 years. Six lifetimes from cradle to grave would not have gotten that church to the point where it is now. And the point where it is now, unfinished. There are people who work on sections of projects for their whole life. I want to read books from them because they know what they know to a point of detail. And uh, they know it. it's so familiar to them that I want to learn from somebody who's a resident, not a traveler. Like that's where they lived. That's the work that they did. That's what they knew. That's all they knew. They focused on that at the detriment of probably building a lot of other skills, but they were so good at that. It didn't matter. They weren't the Vertruvian man who was everything to everyone, but they were, they were the only one who did their thing, their thing. And I think that's where you see the elegance in the simplicity that Da Vinci was talking about. When you're quoting people like Da Vinci, when you're quoting people like Marcus Aurelius, when you're quoting the Bible, you're going back in time to bring wisdom uh, that is that that can transfer through to the current moment. Just because it's new information doesn't mean it's good information. Just because it's old information doesn't mean it's good information. But truths and wisdom, if they're good, they tend to apply in all ages to all people. And there are going to be times where you, if you're anything like me, where you read a book and it takes you out of it, takes you out of it. Not the whole theme of the book, just a section, right? There, there are books that to me, they're just not worth reading. I put them down. I don't pick them up. There are other books where I have to get through. There, there's a, <laughs> there is that desert in there. There are those moments where you just have to make it through the book. I found that with, uh, inside of the book winning, um, it was, uh, it's by Tim Grover. The first part of that book is one of the, it was one of the most difficult books to read because he's so dark about it. He's taught, yeah, this guy was a coach for Kobe Bryant. Dwayne Wade, uh, was a coach, uh, for, um, Michael Jordan, <laughs> like this guy. And he talks about winning in a way that I think some people would talk about like, I don't know. In the same way I talk about pizza, <laughs> like he's so about winning that he's willing to sacrifice everyone and everything in order to get to winning. And he makes that abundantly clear in about the first third of that book. I am so thankful that I've read through the things that I didn't prefer to get to the things that were necessary. Right. And so it, there's no rule. There's nobody who's going to swat your hand with a ruler if you skip later in the book. There's nobody who's going to do that. It, if you get into that book, make it to a place where you either know, hey, there's no value that could be in this book. Or if there is value, be willing to hunt for the value because the gold isn't going to be laying on the ground and the oil, the oil isn't going to be spitting up through it. 
you may have to dig just a little bit for it or just a little bit more or just a little bit more in order to find that gold. But the purpose for me of a book is to change my thinking and to change my actions. And I've found so much of that in so many of those books. And, and people will look at it and say, uh, they'll look at it and say, well, you know, I want to read something that's more up to date. Success principles are up to date because they're timeless. Some of the wording and the verbiage and some of the specific messaging around those success principles may be dated, but you, you can make the connection. You can make the connection. Not everything is going that you read in those books. Uh, you're not going to like all of them. Some of them might rub you the wrong way, just like Tim Grover's winning did for me when I loved his first book. His first book was amazing and I was into the whole thing. That second book, that was hard, but I was so thankful that I read it. Get thicker skin. If you can't handle the wrong words in the right book, then you're not going to be able to handle the difficulty that comes with achieving the things that are absolutely necessary for you to achieve and for you to live a life's purpose, like Viktor Frankl says, so that nobody else could live it or duplicate it. Get tougher get thicker skin, persist, because that characteristic that allows you to get through those one to two chapters or skips over those themes or words, that that's going to be the persistence that allows you to go to the next level in your life. You're practicing persistence. You can be honest with yourself about it and everybody else. That part of the book really sucks for me. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find somebody said, that was a part of the book that was for me. That was it for me. And maybe that author didn't just write to you. Maybe this isn't his personal love letter to you, but this is to a larger audience that can benefit from different sections of that person's experience or wisdom. And so you can just say that part of the book wasn't for me, or you can just say that book wasn't for me. And but give yourself an opportunity to pick it back up if it shows back up in your in your list. Be open to the opportunity that what you think about a book in the beginning may not be how you think at all by the time you're finished. So when it comes, when it comes to it, it's people are like, oh, that's a great habit. I would love to get into it. I would love to do that, but I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Well, (laughs) the quality of your life is absolutely going to be determined by the size of the problems that you can solve. And if you can't find five minutes, you're going to have a hard time finding six figures. If you can't find five minutes, you're going to have a hard time finding being intentional with your spouse being that parent who shows up presently and figures out how to get all their work done in time to get to their kid's game so that they can show up in a big way and then still cook dinner later. Like I was a single income earner for a family of four on a 100% commission position. People were like, I could never do that. It's like, for me, for me, I had to do that. I had to do that because I wanted the upside and I was willing to deal with the downside. And so I get that that problem is keeping you from reading, but time isn't the problem. Attention is. Attention is. And I think this is where we have the opportunity to shorten and collapse time frames in our life that make it great. Set a reasonable goal. If you're not used to reading a book, if you haven't read it, if it's been a while, pick it up and read two pages. Get up to 10 pages. If you get up to 10 pages a day, you're good. You're as good as you ever need to be. 10 pages a day plus 10 minutes of journaling, not only are you t- not only are you having somebody else talk to you, but then you're learning how to talk to yourself. What a gift. 
what a gift. Always, always couple those two, that reading and journaling, because it's not only what they think, it's now how you think about it. And now it's going to be what you think, right? Pass through the lens of, uh, pass through the lens of the filter. So I understand, I understand that. And I, believe me, some days I don't take the time to read. I, because I don't take that time. I let the urgent replace the important, but I'm also disappointed, but not surprised when I don't get everything I knew I could get out of my life because I didn't give everything that my life was asking in order to be able to earn that in return. Thank you all for joining our conversations. We're developing this platform for simple, profound tools and techniques that can help you get the best out of your life and more importantly, unlock potential. You can find me across all social platforms at the Brian Delaney and online. Come visit us at thebriandelaney.com.